Only Three Lads is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family, home to some of the best music podcasts on the planet. Visit PantheonPodcast.com to discover more. And if you like what we do on O3L, we kindly ask you to please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. It really helps us more than you know. I don't think really when we started, any of us ever had this vision of what we would be doing in 10 years. I mean, I still don't now. I don't think of what I will be doing in 10 years. I don't think many people do. Um, if you're involved in anything creative, you can't really allow yourself to think about security, which is all thinking about the future is, really. I always hoped that we'd be able to keep going until we wanted to stop, but I didn't know if that would be like 10 days or 10 years. Episode 59, Top 5 Cure Songs. Welcome to another exciting of the... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. I mixed up words. Hey, okay. Hold on. Whoa, whoa. Stop. Flip it and reverse it. Rewind. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode of the Only Three Lads podcast, where we take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. Come on in, sit down, join us once again. We love the O3L community. If you're coming back again to listen to our top five cure songs this week welcome back if this is your first time here thank you for joining us and welcome to the community and of course we have our phd of music brett vargo with us with this week as always yeah feeling a little mopey today little mopey and of course we have the ambassador of love who doesn't know what the word mopey means bueno oh yes mopey no let's go get this <laughs> cure going today fellas wasn't he that bald dj guy that was moby Oh, Moby, yeah. Yeah, he had that, I don't know, he had that time between 95 and probably 98, that Gwen Stefani song, is his collaboration with her is what kind of made him so, somewhat famous. Yeah, kind of woke the world up with him. Yeah. Yeah, but if you've ever seen How I Met Your Mother, I don't know if you guys watched that show, but... Saw it every did, episode, uh, top to bottom. Right, the hilarious episode where they thought the, uh, the guy was Moby. Yep. That's mm. it. That's <laughs> it. I was more of a Chemical Brothers guy than Moby, but Moby was good. Nothing against Moby's him. Good. Nothing so, against Moby. I already talked about it. Our top five songs from The Cure this week, which was pretty hard. Not I, I remember seeing through the week, you guys were talking about, I, I'm, I'm down to my 44 songs. Mm -hmm. Now, I love The Cure, have for a very, very long time. But for me, I already had like three, four songs like that. I had to put on this list because those are my favorite Cure songs I already knew. We already know a couple of them, yep. too. I'm sure that you do. I have professed my love for some of these songs in the past episodes, uh, probably best songs of 83. Uh, I definitely have an era of the cure, which is probably my favorite, and you'll catch that on my list. Yeah. Well, I had a huge list, so I, I ended up whittling it down to 42 tracks, and I could have been happy with any of them. In the past, I've picked three individual Cure songs, so I'm going to give away some spoilers here because I did not repeat any of the Cure songs that I've picked in the past, which were Charlotte Sometimes, Just Like Heaven, and The Exploding Boy, so they appear nowhere on today's list for me. Cool. It is cool. I had over, like, close to 100 because I took into consideration that four-CD pack that I that I posted and stuff, so. Join the dots. Yeah. And you got to realize the Cure, they have, what, what, like over, what, 200 and 
30 or so original songs. I mean, they've really been around for a long time and wrote a yeah. lot of great songs. Yeah, 13 studio albums from 1979 to 2008. Crazy. And hopefully more on the way. Robert Smith teases it like every year. Oh, we've got three new albums in the can. It's going to be really dark, really gloomy, and they'll never come out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why it's dark and gloomy. We want to hear these damn things already. <laughs> Pull it out of the can, damn it. Now, I know that Robert yeah. Smith, he's one of those guys who, I, the drug taking was somewhat of the rock and roll lifestyle, but I think love-wise, didn't he marry an actress and he's still married to her? Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well over 30 years. Yeah, so that's a long, long time. That's a good relationship or one that at least they can make work. I've known myself longer than that. And if I could have broke up with myself a long time ago, it probably would have happened. Hmm. I, I already did that a couple times. So Exactly, you know. so It's not you, it's him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what's the dealio nugget, lads? I don't even know what a dealio nugget is. Yeah, so we need to say thank you to our Dr. Don Charnowski for gracing us on our last episode. You know, his knowledge and love for the human body is beyond recognition. And now... Do we go up or down the call hole? So in about four weeks, <laughs> I talked about new music that's coming out. There is an incredible amount of new music coming out. Crowded House, Black Keys. We're seeing an onslaught of new music. So one more quick thing. I was listening to 91X this morning, and I heard my favorite song, Detachable Penis. I love this song so much. Wow, wow, that's, why, that's why I've never had wow, any kids. Wow, 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 because. Wow, wow, wow. Is that why? That's why. Wow. So when I'm going out on a date and the girl says, hey, where's that? Oh, hold on. I'll be right back. I got to go attach it. Wow. <laughs> so that's Detachable why. penis. Wow, 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 wow. I'll just tell you, that song in the 90s was like my favorite to play on alternative oh, radio. Oh, so fun. It was just a fun song. And then people would, who never heard it before, like, what's that song? Said something <laughs> that you never heard. They probably... You know, it's very rare you hear it on the radio now. I think it should be played daily. Um, but Ding Missile. Yeah. And every time I Ding think missile. of that song or I hear it, I think of something, Brett, that you're going to be have a connection to with Julian, with him going to uh, UCAL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Telegraph Avenue. That's where you would find a detachable penis on a, you know, on someone's blanket selling it right there. You know what I'm talking about? Telegraph Avenue. <laughs> yeah, well, I know Telegraph right there, Avenue. Yeah, I remember going there when I was in the Navy and I was like, that was something I had never seen before. And if everything evolves and if that place has evolved to be more weird and more crazy, I can't even imagine where Telegraph Avenue is today. It's still pretty crazy. I can only imagine. Uh, with a little sprinkle of LSD, I think. I have no idea. But you oh. see Berkeley, though, from what I remember, because I would walk all through that campus, one of the most beautiful campuses in the country. It's right on a it hillside. Is. They got rivers and, you know, running through the campus. Being ASU here in the valley, ASU is just a concrete jungle where they put a little yeah. pieces of grass and some palm trees and buildings. There's really nothing beautiful about it. No, oh, yeah, there is. Oh, the beautiful well, girls that hang down in Mill Avenue. The co-eds. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. And now you can't even see the co-eds. I don't know. Have you guys been on a college campus recently? No. Uh, we went to UCLA a few weeks ago. Did anybody under the age of 25 even no, look up at you? No, they're looking really. at their phone. Boop, 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 boop. Of course. Yeah. I don't Just know. think about all the neck problems these cats are going to have. Well, that's why Dr. Don and mm -hmm. chiropractors all across the world are going awesome. Yeah. Osteoporosis. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> they're all going to look short with a cracked neck. It's evolution. <laughs> yeah. 
We're going to have really long fingers with very uh, tiny tips at the end. All right, so our list of the top five Cure songs. Uh, Again, uh, some of us had easier time than others. Somebody took days. Um, I just went with the songs that, again, are my favorite because it's my list. And when I say my top five Cure songs, I'm kicking mine off with a song that takes me back to the Devil House, Teen Night, Tempe, Arizona, just talking about ASU. This one just brings back memories and always the Cure. They bring back a lot of memories for a lot of people, and they mean a lot to a lot of people. Now, the song Why Can't I Be You brings back drinking in a parking lot, dancing nonstop, and making out with girls from Eastside High Schools for me. Of course, I grew up on the West Side, so when we would go over to ASU and go to the Devil House for Teen Night, it was like, you know, new meat for everybody everywhere because there was a lot of people mixing who normally didn't hang out together at that place. But I just love this song. The drums started out. The guitar takes over, then the horn kicks it into high gear even before Robert Smith's vocals kick off. And the song proves that inspiration is everywhere because I read that the song was written after a fan asked Robert Smith, why can't I be you? That's number five Cure song for me this week. Now, when you were down at ASU, Uncle Greg, did you ever go to McDuffie's? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised we never ran into each other. Yeah. What's your number five, Bueno? I don't know. Is it a breath shot? No. I'm the meat in the middle. That's You're right. I forgot. That's right. <laughs> How soon um, we forget? Released May 18th, 1992 off the Wish album. It's Friday. I'm in love. You know, when Robert wrote this song, he was totally convinced that he stole the chorus from somebody. I mean, he was paranoid, started calling everybody, and everybody you can think of played the song for everybody. No one said they heard it before, and he finally realized, heck, it's mine, baby. And uh, that's why this song is one of the greatest songs of all time by The Cure. And it also reached number 32, where, lads, all together now. In the Netherlands? Belgium. Netherlands. Oh. Belgium. Yeah, in the Netherlands. Year end chart 1992 and number 42 Canada, number 52 in Germany, number 71 in the US. And that's my number five to kick off the show with love. The top five first song Friday, I'm in love and late happy birthday to our boy Robert Smith. We love you here at O3L. It only hit number 71 here. Yeah, number 71. God, you would think that would be so much higher. Mm-hmm. It got so much airplay. Still, Still does. does. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, yeah. Good choice, Bueno. Thank you. Well, I'm going to start off my list. On a really dark note, coming off the band's incredible fourth album, 1982's Pornography, is my number five, A Strange Day. And I'll say it right off the bat, Robert Smith is one of the great romantic poets of our time. I'll explain. I don't just mean romantic as in love romantic, although he is brilliant at capturing the heady rush of being in love, 
But what's made him a goth hero over the years is that he's capable of finding the beauty in the ugliest parts of our lives and romanticizing the darkest and most feared moments. And those early Cure records from 17 seconds through pornography have a hollow sound that sound like they were recorded from the deep pit of despair. A strange day can be interpreted in several ways. Probably the most blatantly obvious is that it's about suicide as the narrator moves from the shore to the sea as the drowning waves envelop him. Held for one moment, I remember a song, an impression of sound, then everything is gone forever. It could also be about the collective end of the world, or a hallucinatory drug trip, or heck, possibly even biblical allegory. Give me your eyes that I might see, blind man kissing my hands. Whatever it is, it probably ain't good. Robert Smith crafts his words in such a way that it sounds profound and beautiful. And no matter what Robert Smith sings, there's that incredible cry in his voice that evokes a certain sadness in anything he sings. He could probably even make like the itsy bitsy spider sound a little mopey. But I love the twisted guitar and that incessant post-punk beat, kick, snare, kick, snare, kick, snare, 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 snare. Pornography is probably my favorite Cure album, well, probably between it and Head on the Door, depending on my mood. And this is probably my favorite track from that album. So kicking off my list is A Strange Day from 1982. Nice. Great song. Love it. That is a great song. Uncle Greg. Well, all right. Coming in at number four Are for me. Right? Are we all right? Where? All right. Are we all right? Are we yeah. all right? We're great, but dressed in yeah. black and mopey. I'm hearing my dog bark at the wind. Oh. That's the only thing I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Ready to go out there. Trey! Shut up, you lovable demon. My lovable demon three-legged dog. At number four on my list of the top Cure songs, came out in 1980 off of Boys Don't Cry. It's really been knee-deep in controversy for as long as I can remember, so much so that when the Cure's first compilation album of singles came out, Standing on the Beach, in 1986, which, by the way, you have to have in your album collection, a warning sticker was put on it. Of course, the song is Killing an Arab. Now, it's since been performed as Kissing an Arab, but again, in the last tour, the Cure started singing Killing an Arab again. And I am not for promoting violence against Arabs. For me, this song just is a throwback to my youth. And this song actually is a retrospective look from a man who killed an Arab and about the emptiness of life. It's Albert Camus's book, The Stranger, where the song comes from. It's what Robert Smith was talking about. And uh, so the song is not about being a racist. Heads up, if you hear the song, make sure it's in the original form before it was remastered. The lo-fi sound is much, much better. But Killing an Arab, number four for me this week of my top five Cure songs. Excellent. And a note, yes, you mentioned the remasters. The Cure remasters are beautiful in the uh, bonus material that they contain, but yeah, for the actual mastering, the sound, seek out the earlier pressings. The originals. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
it, but I think for us, it just takes us back to a time. But like, it sounds like he did it in his garage. You know what I mean? Like healing an air when they hit that's, you know, one of the symbols. It just sounds like, gosh, they didn't really, you know, mic that right. But that's what's so perfect about it. Absolutely. So, bueno. Yeah, they kind of did that same thing with my number four, released May fifth, nineteen ninety seven, off the Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me record. It's the Kiss. This track. Six minutes, 17 seconds. Love the beginning. This is an amazing piece of work by the boys. It's like, I, like I mentioned before, lads, I love this weird, obscure stuff. This album helped the American mainstream fall in love with Robert Smith and The Cure. I don't really need to say anything else. If you haven't heard this song, listen to it. You'll be blown away. And that's why it's my number four top five Cure songs. All right. I think you were 10 years off there, but close enough. I was. I think you said 97. Oh, yeah. It was 87. It was a but, yeah. typing error. Remember, uh, whatever I type, I read. So that could be part of the problem. That is definitely <laughs> the problem. Wasn't there a movie down in San Diego based about that? Where that knucklehead couldn't read and they screwed with him? Are we talking... Anchorman, State Classy San Diego? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That came out in 97, didn't it? Is it that old now? Anchorman? Uh, I don't know. It could be. Okay. You guys are Look making me feel old today. What the heck? Well, it's not just us making you feel old. I'm old, so that's it. I get it. Okay. I might be old, but I'm not slow. Depending on what you've ingested before the show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I my number that. four, guys. <laughs> I know, memories. Memories. <laughs> hey, so I just realized that I mentioned Robert Smith singing Itsy Bitsy Spider in my last song, which, I mean, sounds like a great idea to me, but that was before I realized that my next song is Lullaby, which either plays literally or metaphorically with the concept of the Spider-Man. He even starts with a hushed, I spy with my little eye routine. Dang it, this song is so appealingly and seductively creepy. The synth strings and chorus treated guitar give the song an eerie and otherworldly feel and you totally get swept up in Robert Smith's nightmare as he sing whispers the lyrics. It's a song that again is open to various listener interpretations, whether it's a recurring childhood nightmare or scary and actual predator, or a metaphor for being consumed by addiction, none of them really sound like a walk in the park, though. I think Robert Smith has attributed the song's meaning to his own nightmares, which actually fuels a lot of his lyrics, but you just never know with good old Bob. way you look at it a line like be still be calm be quiet now my precious boy don't struggle like that or i will only love you more is unsettling any way you slice it mission accomplished i suppose 
The track was the first single plucked from 1989's Disintegration and surprisingly became the highest charting Cure single on the band's home turf at number five. I love this song despite of and perhaps because it makes my skin crawl like the Spider-Man. Sleep tight, kitties. Here's your lullaby. I say bring on the Cure's children's album, and that's my number four <laughs> lullaby from 1989. Oh, God, wouldn't that be great? A children's album, Robert Smith. I'm all in. Because that's Me like, too. why can't I be you? You know, it's like it's like the happy dancey stuff, and then all of a sudden, it's, it's almost like a teenage dream dance song, and then you have his vocals kick in where you're like, well, that is not a dream. <laughs> yeah. Nightmare. Wow, that would be great. Uh -huh. Yes. Oh, we'll put that in the suggestion box. Absolutely. Let's all get to his social media. Yep. Just kind of float that out there. Come on, a children's album. That would be great. You know, yeah. a lot of kids haven't been in school. Like, could you imagine having like? Uh, I guess it'd be a lot of grandkids now from the you know big fans back in the day of Robert Smith. But like oh, saying, gosh. you know, <laughs> kind kind of like uh, he 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 taught my kid colors with his song, black, black, black. You know, I mean what. That's the song. Wow, so they like the color black. All right, it's the Only Three Lads podcast. I am Uncle Greg. We have the PhD of music, Brett Vargo, the ambassador of Love Bueno. And don't forget, this week we're counting down our top five Cure songs, which is so different for so many people. So if you have a list, make sure and get over to our Facebook page. Hit like, hit notifications. Our episodes come out every single Tuesday. Brett does a great job. Make sure, sure that they all get out. So make yeah. sure and give us your list maybe we'll talk about it next week because it's so different for so many pe different people i think the cure what you'd latch on to because i remember like a lot of the goss and then i mean then a lot of the jocks liked them in high school as years went on probably around 86 i would say with why can't i be you is when kind of the jocks got into them for me at least in my view you're right which is kind of crazy when you think about this guy with the t spider web mess of hair and the makeup and all these i like the cure dude bro yeah. <laughs> sorry i apologize to jocks out there yeah that was a terrible jock i don't they're all fat and full of beer now so it doesn't yeah really yeah bro have you seen my picture lately at 61 well you're pretty a pretty tall strong <laughs> pretty boy bueno basketball bueno not basketball catching me on bueno. no couch i don't even own a freaking couch in my apartment yeah bro that's what we do when we're jogs yeah bro so bro. bueno now when you would go to the gym do you back in your car when i go to the gym i watch these young guys or just mm -hmm. men in general take 15 minutes to try and back their vehicle up oh, into crazy. the spot it's like just pull crazy. in just, I mean, yeah, and, it, and it's always at the gym, and it's always, brah, brah, so brah, 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 brah. Oh, shut up. Quit it's trying like, to back up into your spot there, buddy. Yeah. Brah, I'm going soft. I need a bra, bra. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't you just drive it straight through the middle? Well, our meet in the middle this week, bueno. Our list coming up next here on the Only Three Lads podcast. Hi, this is Mark Klein from Love Tractor, and you're listening to the Only Three Lads Podcast. Attention, calling the O3L community. We are so happy with our family of fellow fans of the golden age of alternative music, but we need your help to spread the word. If you like what we're doing here, we love it when you share our social posts, write reviews, and tell your friends, or show your support for the show through one of our t-shirt designs from the shop now link at facebook.com slash only three lads. The more people we have discovering, discussing, and reminiscing about this great music, the better. 
from the bottom of our hearts, we love and appreciate all of you. Thank you, and now back to the show. It's happened so slowly, and I've, I suppose I've grown used to people from time to time coming up to me saying, I really like your last record. That it's, it's, it seems natural. It's not the kind of... I mean, we don't have a kind of an adulation. I suppose we do in certain countries, but it's only there because it's, it's manufactured, I always think. There's this kind of manufactured hysteria which surrounds any group once you attain a certain level of success. But Thanks for sticking around for the Only Three Lads podcast. I am Uncle Greg. We are taking a look at our top five Cure songs this week in Bueno. Um, whether he's sober or eating brownies again, we really can't tell. But it doesn't matter. That's what makes it so much fun. He's supposedly cleansing, which actually may <laughs> produce the same results. You never know. Oh, yeah. my God. Scrubbing bubbles from the inside out. Is everything exiting his system now? <laughs> if you recall with you know the uh, drug test, they say that people who lose weight, sometimes the positive test is because if they lost weight. So maybe since you're slimming down, playing a lot of basketball, maybe if there was anything left from the early 80s, late 70s in your fat cells, maybe that's what's bubbling up now with this cleanse. Oh. Oh, probably. Yeah. You know, last time we did officially become a medical podcast, so I will agree with your assessment, Greg. <laughs> All right. There you go. All right. Oh. We are up to number three this week of our top five Cure songs. And my third favorite song, I mean, I just love so much. As time went on, when this song first came out, you know, I liked it. But I think that it's become more magical to me as I get older. And some say Robert Smith and the band was listening to a lot of New Order when they recorded this song, The Walk. And maybe that's why I like it so much, but wait a second, Robert Smith recorded The Walk before New Order recorded Blue Monday. But it just seems like it was at the right place, right time. trying out these new instruments and it was a coincidence is what a lot of people say but I, I just love this song makes me want to buy an OB8 synthesizer and a DMX drum machine which is the only two instruments on this song along with Robert Smith's voice and at the time the Cure recorded the song they didn't even know how to use these instruments but God this song I love it every time I hear it, it makes me so happy I know that they always talk about goth and darkness and sadness but all my songs except for killing an Arab so far really about fun for me and the walk number three this week for me of the top five cure songs love that song oh yeah yeah i love it song those 82 83 singles that were on japanese whispers yeah i find them really unique in the cures catalog it's like that little moment in time you know they had just recorded the heaviest album of their career up to that point at least with pornography and then to come out of it on the other side and do these like three like really happy pop singles in succession that's pretty cool but see was it really happy or was it just offsetting because there was like the band the band basically broke up some people left well, uh, robert yeah. smith went to detox you know so it wasn't like a happy period well let's say up tempo but some great stuff came out yeah but it yes. was great stuff that i love bueno you're number three speaking of love speaking of love released march 16th 1992 as the lead single from the wish album hi hi Hi. You're high. You're high. How are you? Commercially successful. 
reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock Charts. Hi. How are you? Not good, huh? <laughs> no, it's good. Okay, cool. It's great. Yeah. Great. Love it. It's high. Yeah, yeah we're just getting a... I'm beginning to wonder. <laughs> it's the highest charting single. Love this song. So infectious. Another Cure song that I play out every week. That's my number three, To Get High. Intervention? That's my top five cure song, High. And late happy birthday to Robert Smith. Oh, I said that before. Oh, too bad. I'm going to repeat myself over and over again. Okay. But he's not high. Hi. Hi. Hi? Hello. Are you high? It's a great song. I have no idea what the last minute and a half just entailed, but it's a great song. It's a great song. That's what we love about it. Yes. You That's go what back. we love about the song and about Bueno. Yes. And it keeps us high. Yes. You keep us high. With love. With love. Certainly. Remember Jimmy's Chicken Shack? Oh, yeah. Jimmy's Chicken Shack? When he kept saying hi, that song popped into my head. Remember Jimmy's Chicken Shack? It really rocked. Dun, 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 dun. And hi. Yeah. Remember that song? Yes. Brett, do you remember no, it? No. I do not. Oh. It was a, yeah, this was probably early 2000, no, probably 90s. I don't know 90s. when it was. 90s. Yeah. Huh. But Jimmy's Chicken Shack was the name of the band, and the song was High. I remember that. It rocked. All right, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's all right. I'll check it out. I digress. I don't think you'll like it. I know you don't like the grungy oh. stuff. It's kind of a little yeah. bit grungy. Yeah. But it makes you want to break things. But you know what I do like? What? My number three. What is it? What is your number three? I've mentioned before that I think the In Between Days UK 12-inch single is probably the best complete short-form release of The Cure's career. Not only do you have the dizzying up-tempo pop of the A-side that set the template for songs like Just Like Heaven and Friday I'm In Love, but you get two of their best B-sides too, The Exploding Boy, which I picked during our Top 5 B-sides episode, and my number three choice, A Few Hours After This. I always suspected that Bob was influenced by his time in Susie and the Banshees and wanted to try his hand at something with an orchestral arrangement for a Cure song. Smith proves that he's a master at wringing emotion out of every situation, and here he accurately captures the giddy thrill of seeing someone across the room and making an instant secret connection. We've all been there. The look before I go is the look for you. You only have to look and it will all come true, and we can fall outside into the fizzy night. The fizzy night. What a fantastic line that describes the electricity of that perfect moment. Alas, a few hours after this, though, we're apart and I never saw you again. It may be bombastic, but it's supposed to be. It's a moment that lingers in your memory. It's a moment that feels like it could be one of the most important in your life, even if it's fleeting. It's the euphoria of thinking what could be and the agony of what never was. Sleep tight, kitties! And that's my number three, 
a few hours after this. Nice. Sounds like the wild world of sports almost. Remember that? Jim McKay. Yeah. That's Jim McKay here with World Wild Sports or whatever it's called. <laughs> what I remember from the agony of defeat, and you'd see that yeah. skier wiping oh. out on the oh, ski jump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all remember that. Yeah. That guy oh. was hurting after. Now that. I got your reference. I was thinking I don't really <laughs> yeah. get the connection Yay. between the wide world of sports and the cure, but. But now I get it. I'm not sure if I should be proud because I was an interpreter or be scared because I got what Bueno was saying. Yes, you did. Check out Uncle Greg's <laughs> new book, The English Bueno Dictionary. <laughs> Coming this the, fall. The Bueno to English Dictionary. Yeah, 99.9% bueno of the time, don't worry about what it says. <laughs> oh, you say profound oh. things. If not, then they're very entertaining, Bueno. By I'm the trying way. my best. You're doing good. You're doing good. You know, they don't pay me line. a lot to do this, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's in love and passion. Yes. And that's Indeed. a lot. Just trying to show the world that uh, this is a fun place to be. It is. And if you're not hanging out here at O3L, I don't know what the heck you're doing. Well, they're just missing out. I mean, there's a lot of cool people. I mean, if you've been on the Facebook page, there's so many cool people that, you know, talk back and forth from around the country. You know, it's kind of like, again, we're all from the island of misfit toys, but there is something that bonds us. There's so many people of different uh, beliefs, so many people, different, uh, I guess, backgrounds, religions. But there's one thing we all have in common, classic alternative music, which uh, we all love. And that brings us closer together. And we all see, I think there's a lot of humanity in this music. And that's yeah. what I love about it so much. Talking about The Cure, you know, Brett, you said it. Talk about romantic. You know, Robert Smith wrote some of the most honest, passionate lyrics. Beautiful. And then he sometimes, you know, the music around it. That's why so many people just love The Cure. And I just, I mean, like I said, it was the goss. It was the jocks. It was the girl. You know, like everybody has a Cure song that they, that, that's my jam. You know what I mean? Yep. That is a great band. Great band. All right. I'll get off my soapbox. I apologize. Oh, no. That's okay. It's fine. All we right. can be on a soapbox. Yeah, keep soaping away. Soap on a rope. Uh, Yes. But you will never be clean, sir. No, probably not. Probably <laughs> not. According to Robert Smith himself, he wrote the words to the song while on LSD. Of course, the song Love Cats. To me, it's kind of about... Sounds like a suicide pact between two lovers or some sort of prohibited love. Uh, but I think it's one of the most danceable songs ever. Some say Love Cats is a song that, um, you know, Smith wrote as an ironic joke because everyone was saying at the time, you know, The Cure, dark and gothy, dark and gothy. But this was an early song that got me into The Cure. I remember seeing it on MTV and hearing the song. It's really, this was early 80s for me when I was just picking my music, which... Really, I think I put something on the Facebook page a couple, maybe like a week ago. There's some now science that's saying you can tell a lot about a person with the music that they listen to. You could kind of predict which way their life is going and this and that. I think that this is was so impactful to me. But Love Cats, another happy song from The Cure, at least if it's not about suicide, maybe not so happy. But sometimes dark themes over happy music 
touch my heart and make my feelers yep. go, I like that. So yeah. number two for me this week, Love Cats from The Cure. Mostly if you're sucking out of your sippy cup with some beer at two years old. You guys think I'm kidding. I need a sippy cup now. I can't tell you. I am that guy at work that is cleaning up his desk at least once, twice a week where I spill my coffee. My ADD has me just reaching. And so I knock over things. And so I have sippy cups for myself because I know if I have to clean up a lot less besides knocking over a cup of coffee, it's, you know, just spilling out of the end of my sippy cup. Well, a few things. First of all, we believe you, Greg. I know. Second of all, great, if predictable, choice for you. I've, you guys know my number one already. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I knew it would. But like I said, I could have taken just like you, Brett, songs off that I've already picked in the past. But for me, that wouldn't be honest to myself. You know, I don't want to put boundaries or speed bumps because I don't do well with I those. Uh, you know, I boundaries to me, it's like a suggestion. Boundaries. So, yeah, it's any not. sort. It's Yeah, see, there you go. But that's why, I mean, but <laughs> you guys already know my number one. Yeah. Oh, we know you're number one. Yeah, we talked and about third it. Third of all, that study is very interesting about judging people based on their musical taste because now I can be judgmental and it's science. Exactly. I'm all in. Oh, they don't want to check my brain out, though. Well, I'm so schizophrenic <laughs> with my music. Like, I can go from The Cure to, I don't know, Slayer to some sort of death metal back to, um, I don't know, what's that, uh, St. Antonine? Am I saying it correct? Antienne. Antienne. Yep, yep. Boy, oh boy, I wonder what mine, what you guys would think of mine if I'm going from the Arrhythmics to the Rolling Stones to, to the Cure to the Sex Pistols to Motorhead to the Birds. I get what it. What do you think? Huh? I get it. I don't find that weird. I love Mamas and the Papas. I listen to yeah. them all the time. Yeah. Old Doors, all that stuff. Motorhead? Did I hear you say not weird? Yeah, no, I love Motorhead. Okay. All right. yeah. Eat all right. the rich, chow down on that son of a bitch. You know that song? So are we getting to our number threes again? or which No, we're we at going? number two now. We're oh. at number... Bueno, we're at yep. number two. It's your Okay, up. my no. Come on, brah. <laughs> All right, brah. Would you quit being so damn hot? 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 <laughs> February 18th, 1988. Again, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me record. One of my favorites. Reached number 45 in UK. This song, I love all the different noises that these guys put out at the beginning. I, I, I tried to figure it out. I listened to it probably like 20 times. There's so much going on at the beginning. It's so cool. The video, filmed in black and white, I mean, features the band as dwarfs. Did I say that right? Dressed in 1950s clothing. Pretty cool stuff. Love the live version of this. It's on disc two of Festival Live from 2011. And this song 23 years after the original release. And that's why my number two to get you hot, hot, hot. That's the top five Cure songs staying high. And late happy birthday to Robert Smith again. Guess I'm going to repeat myself right on, sir. That's a great song. Well, that certainly worked. I'm sorry, what? That, that worked. That worked. Yeah. I am feeling hot, hot, hot. What I'm trying to do. But you know what I do when things get too hot? What you do? I cool it down. 
<laughs> My number two comes off The Cure's third album, Faith, from 1981, and it is The Funeral Party. This haunting deep track soundtracks the David Lynch movie of my mind, probably because the opening reminds me of Twin Peaks. My mental picture is of a small gathering of people huddled around the grave sites of mortal lovers reunited in immortality. It's a gray day with a haze as thick as the weight of their grief, the mist of the air coalescing with the mist from their eyes. They're surrounded by towering trees whose scarcity of foliage is a fitting analogy for the passing of life seasons and the hope of rebirth. The adults clad in black with the women masked in veils of mesh are solemn and silent. The children fidget, dance around and tug at their mother's dresses because they don't truly understand what's going on or how to handle it. And then a guy in a bunny suit comes dancing across the frame because remember this is the David Lynch movie of my mind. The song indeed was said to be written about Robert Smith's grandparents' funeral and let's face it, Death songs are plentiful and relatively easy to write about because it's such a vast mystery that it will provide artistic fodder until the end of time. But it is extraordinarily difficult to write about death with the eloquence of the funeral party. I've made a lot of statements about Smith being a poetic lyricist, and this is no exception. Two pale figures ache in silence, timeless in the quiet ground. Side by side in age and sadness, I watched and acted wordlessly as piece by piece you performed your story, moving through an unknown past, dancing at the funeral party. Wow. So I look at this song as being the precursor to the slow meditative darkness of disintegration. So that's my number two, the funeral party. Sleep tight, kitties. <laughs> awesome. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah. Great. See, right now I'm jonesing to just sit down and listen to a bunch of Cure albums. Heck yeah. With everyone's picks. Been doing that all week. I know, so have I, because I was listening to the songs. Like I said, right away when found out we are going to be doing top five Cure songs, pretty much knew over half my list. But I went back, listened to a bunch of songs, just to make sure. And yeah, I I was sure, but I was glad that I got to listen to a lot of Cure music this week. I think I got through like 15 of the records last week. That's a lot of records. We want to thank the O3L community for joining us each week. Please make sure and get to Facebook. Hit like, hit notification when you see our post please share them. Make sure to go there and subscribe. That way you'll download right into your little feed. And that way you don't have to search for it. You'll get it. You'll listen to it. And we want to thank you once again for joining us. Our top five Cure songs. We've been through our top four. Our number one's coming up next. want picture discs the cure's got your picture discs right here following on the heels of 17 seconds and blood flowers from record store day last year the cure have more picture discs on tap this year 
Out already is Japanese Whispers, their compilation of singles from 1982 and 1983, and the first Record Store Day drop on June 12th will include a picture disc of Faith, and the second drop on July 17th will see the same treatment for Wild Mood Swings. We are back, episode 59 of the Only Three Lads podcast, where we take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. I am Uncle Greg. We have the Rockter, the PhD of music, Brett Vargo. <sighs> Woe is me. And the ambassador of love, Bueno. Hey, lads, what's up? Hey. Hey. This actually hasn't been as mopey of an episode as I thought it might oh, be. Oh, I, no. I hope not. But a quick question for you guys. Now, what? let's say an yes. alien lands in San Diego and in also in St. Louis I'm in. and here yeah. in Phoenix. He and has, they say, hey, yeah. I hear this band called The Cure. And there's mm-hmm. one song you can have them listen to. What song would you have them listen to? Maybe it's not on your list, but something that would tell you about The Cure or something about why people love them so much. I'll tell you mine. I, I would say Mint Car. That came out in the 90s. Remember that song? Yep. You would play an alien Mint Car? There's just something about that song. It doesn't make my list of my favorite. But I think it's got a bunch of different weird elements to it that hmm. maybe that one. But of oh, course, okay. and any of the five that I put on my list, um, you know, but because like you have like Friday, I'm in love. Like you hear that on the radio. And I don't know why I'm so against the songs that are played on the radio for The Cure. Just like kind of like Dead Man's Party from Oingo Boingo, or, you know, like, you know, Weird yeah. Science. Like that's not Oingo Boingo. You know what I mean? So I would probably play them uh, the Cure's version of Jimi Hendrix's Purple Haze to uh, chase them back into their spaceship. Okay. Okay. You wouldn't want their germs. I get it. COVID. Everyone's a little bit nervous. Stay away, alien. I would say jumping someone else's train. Another good one. That is a great one. What are some of your honorable mentions, Bueno? Uh, the walk, plane song, mint car, wrong number, jumping someone else's train, man inside my mouth, hanging garden. Charlotte sometimes, hey you the love cats, if I if only tonight we could sleep in between days. Brett, some of yours. I'll probably end up posting my entire list, but uh some of <laughs> them that came close. I uh, had object, love song, six different ways, uh letter to Elise, just one kiss, and a whole bunch more. Whole bunch. Yeah, there's just so many. Yeah. No one picked Shake Your Shake. No. Surprised about that. I thought you guys might There's do something so with many. that. I mean, when you're, when you're listening to them, you're writing them all down, and then you're like going, oh, crap. I got to pick five out of these? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah, it's true. There's just list and list of them. Well, we are at our number ones for the top five Cure songs, and uh, I know I've been really predictable this week, so you guys can just announce it for me. Mm -hmm. that's right let's go to bed apparently japanese whispers the 1983 area this song along with love cats they were standalone singles after the detox And then they came out on this album, but I guess this is the era for me with The Cure. Um, not that I don't love other things, but if there's a go-to, if I'm on the island and they said only one Cure album, it'd probably have to be Japanese Whispers. So for me. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. Real good choice. You're so there you go. Intelligent pick. All right. That's my number one. Intelligent pick. 
So what do you think about the rest of the tracks? Because I love the B-sides from that era too, like The Dream, Just One Kiss, Upstairs Room, stuff like that. I love everything on that album. Yeah. And then when like all the jocks got into them, because I was kind of a jock too, but I just remember like I was also into music and you could talk to like the weird people with the, you know, Simon LeBon buttons and stuff like that. You know, I totally got along with those people too, because we could always talk music, because everything was then by that time, 83, it was kind of like the hair band and the hair, the hair metal stuff. Probably by what you would say, like 84 with Rat, Round and Round yeah. was on MTV. That's when it really went boom and took off. But I was really into the alternative B-52s, you know, because my brother was kind of into the hair rock. And so I got a lot of grief from him about my music, but I didn't care. I still stuck with it. Yeah, that's why I grew a tail and bleached it blonde, kind of being a little punk, a little new wave-ish with my Devo suits and bouncing around all over town, pogoing from concert to concert, place to place back in that time frame. I can picture it. times. Yeah. I would love to have a picture of it. I still have that that DVD that I got to get to you from the Squeeze concert that I'm in there, Pogwin, 1980, with the big hair. Then right, you had big hair. I got big hair. You had your big perm. My big perm. Yeah. Yeah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Bueno, your top cure song. Let's go to bed. All right, another one. Is that a proposition, Bueno? No, it's a song. I'm not having any of it. I'm not having any of that. So it's re- that was released November 15, 1982 as a standalone single by Fiction Records. So I got to read you guys this because I read this in an interview with Rolling Stone. Robert Smith discussed the initial reaction when playing the song to Fiction Records. And I'm sorry, I copied this word for word. When I took Let's Go to Bed to Fiction, they, I played it to them. It was like silence. They looked at me like, this is it? He's really lost it, they said. You can't be serious. Your fans are going to hate it. I understood that, but I wanted to get rid of all of that. I didn't want that side of life anymore. I wanted to do something that's really kind of cheerful. I thought, this isn't going to work. No one's ever going to buy into this. It's so ludicrous that I'm going to go from goth idol to pop star in three easy sessions. However, the song came out a success and Smith was just totally turned on. So uh, it turned into a big hit on the West Coast and we had a young female teenage audience who went from intense, menacing, goth people to people with perfect white teeth. Now, (laughs) what a weird transaction that was, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. We followed up with The Walk and The Love Cats and I just felt totally liberated, end quote. So all you Cure fans of all kinds, Let's just all go to bed, just loving our cure. And that's my number one. That's my top five cure song for episode 59. Let's go to bed and have a four minute, 13 second dream from only three lads. <laughs> did you see that? What I did there, lads? Uh, <laughs> I did. Got that. <laughs> I bet you are a four minute and 13 second dream, Bueno. <laughs> and for four minutes, he talks. So it's great. And ladies, he's single. <laughs> You can't be serious. (laughs) 
if Liz Hurley doesn't snap him up first. So <laughs> yeah, right. Get in line now. <laughs> yeah, right. They're all lining up. Yeah, right. They ain't, they ain't even coming to the front of the line. They're running. Well, I'll tell you, you guys had some intelligent picks. I'm surprised we have not had more crossover. Just one thus far. And it will remain as one. Well, well, my list has been a little bit of a downer this week, which is interesting because one of my favorite incarnations of The Cure was their early spiky punk-infused guitar pop. In fact, I mentioned Pornography and the Head on the Door as being my favorite Cure albums, but it would definitely be challenged by Boys Don't Cry if that does indeed qualify as an official album. Because I think that trimming a few of the lesser songs off of Three Imaginary Boys and adding a few key early singles works wonders, and it all sounds very cohesive. In fact, on that big gargantuan list that I had, no less than six songs from that compilation were on my list of contenders. But for number one, I'm going to go with one of the great pop singles of the O3L era and one of the greatest musical apology letters ever, 1979's Boys Don't Cry. Thank you. In short, it sums up everything I love about The Cure, the uncanny knack that Robert Smith has for taking heartbreak and wrapping it in a catchy pop song. Male-dominated macho society teaches boys to be tough as nails, emotionless, and at least at that time, probably still a little bit now, perhaps a little misogynistic. Yeah, boys don't cry, brah. Yet, in his aching non-macho voice, it's pretty obvious. He's crying, come on. You can't fool us, Bob. <laughs> and it's an interesting device. He knows he screwed up, misjudged her limits, pushed her too far, took her for granted, and he would do all these things to apologize if society didn't have other expectations of him yet by saying he would do all those things he's actually doing all those things what? <laughs> oh well it's a relatively straightforward pop song so maybe it's less important to scrutinize it and more important to just revel in its hooky glory but i will leave it at this for the women in our audience i'm gonna let you in on a little secret boys actually do cry and I often sing the song to myself, sobbing while rocking myself to sleep, curled up in a fetal position. Sleep tight, kitties! And that's my number one, Boys Don't Cry. Also, boys cry during alimony payments. <laughs> I would think. That was the little-known follow-up single. Exactly, yeah. What was, what was that movie where that, that one guy started crying after sex? I can't remember that one. Uh, Buenos House. Oh. Is that the name of it? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. But I don't remember the movie. I don't remember the movie, but yeah, I remember that, though. That was pretty funny. Are you crying? See, I don't cry. I snore. I snore after that. You snore oh. after sex? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And most women go grab a cigarette and light it up after with your Uncle Greg? Yeah. And they flick it on me. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, Did episode 59. Yeah, he died. Oh, my God. Episode 59. Off oh, my man. own joke, it's horrible. God, you I'm get all crazy. sorts of it. sounds uh, from the Only Three Lads podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but episode 59, look at that. Wow. 
Yeah. We were chewing through these. Had a lo- this was a great, I had a fun with this one. Uh, I love the band. I love talking about their music. It was, uh, like I said, a little bit easier for me than I think you guys for picking your top five. And obviously I'm glad to learn that I liberated Robert Smith because I'm definitely a, probably a, a, the, a fan of his pop songs, not the goth songs, but I do love those too. Everything, everything I, the cure does everything. Do you guys ever find yourself going to YouTube and like looking at their their lives? Like you know, the one song I'm I'm surprised no one picked, the forest. Yeah, the yeah. forest is great. That's a great song. It is a great. Also song. on my big list. Maybe that's what I would play for aliens. Yep. Should have thought of that one. I'd probably play high since they came down from being so high that you know of. Yeah, they might be interdimensional. Yeah, like they might be yeah. right next to us right now. Oh, they are. You know, because also with the light spectrum, like there's lights that we can't see. So maybe if they're that color, we can't see them and they're in the air right now, right? Well, didn't you see all the uh, the UFO stuff that the government's finally releasing? There's yeah. been some videos that came out in the last couple of weeks. So they're around us. But a UFO doesn't mean alien. UFO could be no. something that... Could be anything, yeah. Yeah, it but, could be technology that uh, China or Russia or maybe even, I don't know, Costa Rica has that we don't know about. Could be strands of Robert Smith's hair floating in the ether. Yeah. We just never know. There's some life mysteries we'll just never solve. Brett had to stop what we were talking about because he was just like going, wow, this is getting weird, man. (laughs) Dimensions, ether. Wow. Tying it all back into the cure. When I came up with this podcast, I don't remember. I mean, it it happened in the middle of the night. I woke up, wrote something down. Who the hell knows if they grabbed me, pulled me up there and brought me back down and gave me this to, to share to the world. But could be. You never know. I often wonder myself. Me too. I mean, how the hell do I come up with some of this stuff is beyond recognition. So I was carried up by a strand of Robert Smith's hair (laughs) and was told you must start a podcast. Yes. Well, honestly, that's where a lot of great ideas do come from. Brett, some of your songs, the music that you write, do you wake up in the middle of the night because you get something, I don't know, you dream about? I dream about songs all the time and I forget them about 90% of the time. Yeah. But the 10% are, end up being decent. Because I think when we first met, when I said, I'm going to go with Uncle Greg, that was in a dream too. That's right. Because when I did alternative music, I used my real name, Greg Paul. Yeah. So then I wanted to get back into music. And then I had a dream where I was talking to somebody who was, who was a stranger to me, but we were talking about, I wanted to get back into music. And they're like, well, you know, instead of using your old name, you know, you know, cause you're older. And so why don't you know, like be like Uncle Greg. And so then that's where I, I came through a dream. That's where that came from you're like hmm has a slightly creepy connotation and it, but it's it signifies my uh, my age and wisdom exactly see thank you but it works yeah or or, or my works. decades of dysfunction is uh, really more of it but you know it works because i i do have experience i have seen a lot of things i do know where the pitfalls are like all of us do who've been around for a while now watch out for that turnip truck when you start doing the same things expecting a different results that's when you're like okay this is stupid you know and then yeah. you could tell that to people it's like my son and i'm sure that same with everybody who's got a teenage son or daughter they think they know it all they have all the answers mm-hmm. like they don't realize five years from now they're going to look back and go god i wore my hair like that you know we could look at our old pictures like uh my t-shirt that uh, you can get on the only three <laughs> lads facebook and please page get it Yes, please get that shirt. Yes. Aunt Vicky says, like, why would you put that out there? I'm like, because I look cool. And she's like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you and look so, cool. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I said, but but at that time, that was the hair to have. Too bad you didn't get a spot on Baywatch with that hair. Exactly. I know. Totally. See, I had as much fun with my hair that I possibly could while it was still around. Oh, then, I did too. Are you kidding me? Then about 27, they started jumping off the cliff. And as yeah. the years gone by, I'm not totally bald yet, but... 
you know, this little head of mine, I got to let it shine. Yeah, mine turned in the cliff divers at that point. It's 27. That's kind of like where a lot of people I've talked to, it's kind of where it all goes downhill. What do they call it? The 27 curse? It's either you go bald or you kill yourself? Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. Okay. Or you yeah. can grow your hair down to your ass. There's only two options. I'm thinking of three. Yeah, me too. I don't know. <laughs> all right, let's hit the randomizer so that we don't forget this week so we know what oh, we're talking about. Oh, yeah, we forgot about. last week. Next Sorry. Week. Yeah. Well, we're having so much fun with Dr. Don. We oh, ran yeah. a little long. It was okay that we kind of... Yeah, we love our doctor. We do. Yeah. Doctor, good doctor. doctor. What's the song? Come on. Can't Give me see. the news. I got a bad case of love. I was, th- I, I was thinking Thompson Twins. Oh. yeah. Doctor, doctor, can't you see I'm burning? And I'm thinking there. Robert Palmer. Yeah. Well, he was great, too. Uh, I, I, yeah. Apparently, I was, too. Power Station. Okay. Next week, we're going to cover the top five albums of 1991. Wow. 91? 91. Huh. I've already got a few in mind, and none of them are what you guys would probably think of. Well, we're going to have a lot of homework. I, I think that uh, we might just be a total laughing stock today after this this episode because with the leisure that we play and the mixes and <laughs> the life and the chorus of everything oh, on this all globe. i have to say is never mind bueno never mind <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, all right that'll be fun okay cool me too all right wait. well thank you hey hey guys thank you once again only three lads make sure and head over to the facebook page hit like hit notifications please share any of our posts and please leave your list of the top five Cure songs. We'll talk about some of them next week. Anything else you guys want to add before we get out of here? Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to episode 59 of Only Three Lads and episode one of Only Three Imaginary Lads. <laughs> sleep tight, kitties. <laughs> yeah, sleep tight, kitties, because, uh, you know, we got Bubbles hanging out with us tonight. And uh, <laughs> she likes to just jump in the uh, jacuzzi when uh, she ever wants to. We never stop her. So uh, definitely just... People just keep being strong. We're going to beat this damn thing. You know, do your daily things to achieve that happiness that you need around your heart. Eat your food as medicine, your prayers, take your vitamins, love life, forget hate, love life. Come on, people. No more hate, no more violence, no more gun violence. Stop it. Work out, create happiness around your aura. Be a blessing and love everything, everybody in your life because it'll come back around hundred thousand fold believe me be kind and love and always be bueno the theme music is frequency written and performed by yours truly brett vargo any other music in this episode is presented solely for purposes of review examination and news reporting if you like what you hear go to your record store and pick up the lp cd cassette or eight track or stream it if you're one of those newfangled fancy pants if we're lucky enough to still have these artists with us go out and see some live music for the latest updates join the o3l community at facebook.com only three lads We want to hear from you. And while you're at it, click on the Shop Now link for the coolest threads. Until next time, thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.